3: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I'm your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, for your hour of power, we're going to take a real deep dive. We're going to go deep. You know, one thing I want to do on this radio show is I want to make things make sense. You know, we are creatures driven by a will to meaning, you know, we always want to know why. You know, when a little kid is small, you know, why daddy? Why daddy is they are they talking the way they are? Why daddy did he do that to her? Why daddy did that happen? Why daddy does that say that? The why daddies, the why mommies. Don't you get what people are doing? What as children we are doing, we're wanting to make meaning out of life. The term's called logotherapy. The Dr. Viktor Frankl's work. And Dr. Frankel learned logotherapy or came up with a concept of logotherapy while he was behind the gates of Auschwitz as a prisoner, as a man who saw his pregnant wife killed, as a man who saw his mom and dad killed, as a man who saw tens of thousands of people treated like animals, worse than animals, and destroyed. And while he was in that environment... In this famous book, Man's Search for Meaning, he talks about man's will demeaning. And he would talk about how he could tell who was going to make it when the gates of Auschwitz opened up and new uh, people would come in. And by make it, he did not mean to live, because that was out of the realm of their control. He said the Nazis could take our food, they could take our clothing, they could take our family, they could take our life, but they couldn't take our will. That must be freely given. And so not that I'm a big fan of Nietzsche, Uh, he hated God and Hitler loved him, so those are two major strikes in my world. But the truth is the truth, no matter where it comes from. And Nietzsche said, he who has a why can bear almost any how. And that to me is the essence of logotherapy. We're creatures who have a will to meaning. And see, this is what I attempt to do on my show. This is not a political show. I know I'm on a, a conservative talk radio station with the radio show. But I also do a podcast. And you can find our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search, live in life like it matters. But what I do is I want to make things make sense. I, I've always wanted to know the why. You know, I'm a pattern type of guy. That's my background in neurolinguistic programming. Neuro-linguistic programming really is about how do we do what we do. How do you make yourself angry? How do you turn yourself on? How do you turn yourself off? How do you make yourself bitter? How and Remember? And it's you. It's personal responsibility. Technically, people can't make you do anything. Remember Dr. Franco we were just talking about? One of my favorite quotes that I've said over and over, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you've heard it hundreds of times. He said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom, right? Our mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so there's a stimulus and a response that's called a transaction, Uh, and that's communication. And so when someone says something or does something, we respond. That is a transaction. That is the definition of communication. It's an interaction between two people. Or two things, you know what I'm saying? And so you got to get this. When someone says something or does something, because our mind is six times faster than we can talk, we go to what we know. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair because we have a past and most people live in it. Most people have misfiled their future and their past. Their, their past is now their future. And they dictate every decision they make based on some unconscious, unknown past. And so, what happens is when someone says something or does something, we go to what we know. We got our three channels. We process visually by seeing, we process auditorily by hearing, and we process kinesthetically by doing, feelings, emotions, tactile, emotional. And then, based on that, we respond. So technically, we're not responding to what the other person said or did. Technically, we're responding to our narrative, our own explanation. And that word narrative is important because the narrative that we run in our head and our heart is the narrative we believe. And nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. In other words, no one responds to what is going on. They respond to what they believe is going on and sometimes those can be two different things. If you have children, you know this. If you're married, you know this. If you've been living longer than 16 years, you know this. That people don't respond to what's going on. They respond to what they believe is going on. And those two are not always the same. This is one of the reasons why I do this radio show. It's not a political show, but when politics becomes the role of the day, when what we used to call politics is now ingrained in every aspect of our life, in our social life, in our uh, food life, uh, in our uh, a gym life, uh, in our social media life, I and mean, let's be honest, you can no longer separate, quote, politics from life because we use it as a separator. We use it as a differentiator. And so what I do is I like to take all the sciences. See, I believe in science. Even as a Christian, I don't have blind faith. I, I have to give a reason to myself why I believe what I believe. The Bible says that. You should have a reason for the hope that you have to give it to people. You should be able to give a why for every single belief you have. That's why I always say you don't need to believe like me. You don't need to think like me. But you should have a, a logical, intelligent explanation for why you believe what you believe. We call it critical thinking. And then we would discuss things. We'd have even disagreements, maybe even get a little heated. But at the end of the day, we respected people. Notice I'm using past tense terms because it doesn't exist anymore. But I bring the sciences of transactional analysis, of neurolinguistic programming, of multiple intelligences by Dr. Howard Gardner out of, out of Harvard, logotherapy, Dr. Viktor Frankl, Emotional Intelligence, Dan Goleman, and so many others. Canine, Constant Never-Ending Improvement by Dr. Demings. And yeah, I'm a man of God. So from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so get me talking long enough, scripture's gonna come out of me because there's scripture in me. That does not preclude anybody. I study the Quran as well. I speak to many Muslims. I've got four versions of the Quran, English versions here. I got the angel here. So uh, I, I believe in, in talking to everybody. You know, give me a reason for why you believe what you believe. And that's what's so interesting about today's show. I understand what's going on, how people could be programmed. Look at Joseph Goebbels. Joseph Goebbels was, was Hitler's propaganda leader, right? He knew how to manipulate and Joseph Goebbels said it would not be impossible to prove with sufficient repetition and the psychological understanding of the people concerned that a square is in fact a circle. They are mere words, and words can be molded until they clothe ideas and disguise. He also said, Let me control the media, and I won't turn any nation into a herd of pigs. He said, Think of the press as a great keyboard on which the government can play. And we used to say that about China, say that about Russia. Now we can say the same exact thing about America. Because right or wrong, good or bad, our media has chosen sides. It's no longer the fourth estate. It's no longer an impartial observer working to get you neutral information. It has now picked sides. It's in the Joe Biden team. It's in the Democratic Party. It's been very clear about this. All you got to do is say Russian collusion. For four years, we were told how evil Donald Trump was a Russian spy. And then, four years later, we find out all the top secret stuff that was all a lie, it was all made up. And yet, Adam Schiff, to this day, thinks what he did was right. Adam Schiff, to this day, has no regret, no remorse, would not do anything different what he did, even though it was all based on a lie and created by an opposing political party. That tells you how crazy we are, that most people could care less. And so today, we're going to go into what's really going on, not individually, but collectively. And today's show is called Mass Formation, because that's what's going on. So I am Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, and we'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
4: Want to give a truly unique gift at half the regular price? It's a hot air balloon ride at treetop level across the St. Croix River Valley. The memory becomes sweeter knowing you paid half the regular price through the special radio offer. Float quietly along somewhere between the lush green earth below and wide open expanse of the blue sky above. To purchase a private ride for two from Stillwater Balloons at half off the regular price, go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and Half Price Offers, or call the station now.
2: Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life. Crosswalk.com.
4: The division of Salem Media Group. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably
1: two-thirds of my I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing.
4: Leadership awakening, change your heart, change your mind, change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, living life like it matters. That's what this radio show is about. And for those that don't know where I got my feet wet, I've been doing intensive leadership training for over 30 years. You can go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, to read about my transformational leadership training. I go to people's head through their heart. I go through, to their heart through their head. It is the ultimate double helix. We call it emotional intelligence. The emotional use of intelligence and the intelligent use of emotions. It's used in both parts of your brain, the uh, logical side and the emotive side. Two sides, two halves make a whole. That's what we're talking about. We've got a brain. We've got to use it or we lose it. Our brain is the one organism, the one organ in our body, I should say, that never has to deteriorate. It has unlimited plasticity. And so I always like to give a reason for what's going on. It, this is not political. This is psychological. This is analytical. Um, this is just this is learning how you think, learning why, what uh, what happens, why is it happening? Because if you look at what's going on in America and the world, unless you're uh, in a daze, uh, unless you're hypnotized, it, it doesn't make sense. And if you could say it makes sense then you are hypnotized because it doesn't. It's illogical. We are living in a country that what used to be right is now considered bad and evil. And what used to be considered bad and evil is now considered good. And the good book says that in the end days, that's exactly how things will be. And man, I've been reading that good book for 50 years, five decades. And I'm like, how could that ever happen? Like, duh, here we are. And it's incredible because I had stumbled on this there's a, a um, i don't know what do you call it a blue state so a website, but there's a guy uh, Parker beauregard Beauregard in October eighth he <clears throat> shared some information about this gentleman by the name of Desmond, Professor Matthias Desmond. He's a clinical psychologist at Ghent University in Belgium. Uh, he has a double degree in psychology. He also has a master's degree in statistics. See, I love statistics. It's all about patterns. And that's where my mind goes. It's all about patterns. Why am I so good in counseling? Because I can see patterns. And boy, it, it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So I would understand that one of the ways to be sane is to be able to identify the patterns in your life that are getting you what you're getting. And if you don't like the results, then change the approach. Because the reason you're getting what you're getting is because of what you're doing. So if you don't like what you're getting, then change what you're doing. And by changing what you're doing, you'll change what you're getting. That's what Einstein was saying. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. The flip side of Einstein's coin is if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. And so this term is called mass formation. Some might call it corporate brainwashing. And by corporate, it mean masses, large groups. You know, today we call it Groupthink. I'm amazed at the sheeple. Uh, I'm amazed I see people in their cars by themselves driving down the road with a mask on. I saw a woman uh, at the gym. Uh, she was in the pool. She had a, 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 a head thing on you know, to protect her hair so it didn't get wet. She had goggles on to protect her eyes. And guess what else she had on? She had a mask on. Stunning stunning. I see people riding their bikes outside with mask on. I see people walking in open fields in nature with no one around them with a mask on. It's like they've been programmed. And what's interesting is this whole pandemic, some people call it a plandemic, we'll call it a pandemic. This whole pandemic has really open up some interesting psychological phenomenon. Uh, And if you don't know what's going on, then it's going on in you because, you know, you're too associated, you're too attached, you're too involved, you're too emotionally in the meat of it that you can't separate yourself from what's happening. So in short, mass formation is a hive mindset predicated on untruths and lies that respond to psychological needs. Remember, we talked about uh, Maslow, right? Abraham Maslow. He came up with something called the hierarchy of needs and basically identified three basic needs, psychological needs, physiological needs that every single human being needs to exist. And then above that, then we start doing some fluff, some better stuff, some, some now find my meaning for life, find a, a my way I fit into the universe. Those are uh, needs four and five. But first, we need to have the basic sufficiency needs met. And in short, mass formation meets these psychological needs. And this is all going at the unconscious level. Remember, we're unconscious creatures, I've heard it said, and you've heard it too, that we use roughly 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Majority of our experience on this planet is at the unconscious level. Matter of fact, in NLP, we know that there are four levels of learning. There's unconscious incompetence, where you don't know what you don't know. Now there's conscious incompetence. Now you know what you don't know. And then there's conscious competence, where you know what you know because you start learning because you realize you didn't know. And then the highest level of learning is something called unconscious competence, where you don't know what you know, where you're so good at something that you don't consciously think about it. It's like driving home from work after the end of a day. Your mind is somewhere else. You're thinking about going home and making love to your spouse. You're thinking about going home and being around your spouse. And, you know, you're thinking about all the troubles you had at work. And your body is doing everything it's supposed to do. It's stopping, it's going, it's blinkering, it's turning left, it's turning right, but consciously you're somewhere else. And here you've been driving for 15, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, and there you are at your house, you're in your driveway, in your garage, pulled up at the curb, whatever it is, and you sit there for a moment and go, whoa, I don't even realize how I drove home, because you were basically in a self-induced trance. Even though you were physically in that car, mentally, psychologically, you were miles away. But yet your body still did what it was supposed to do. We're unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The other is called the unconscious mind, the unconscious brain. Now, I've heard with self-actualized people, people like me who constantly work to be better, to know thyself, like the Bible says, to judge thyself. The Bible says if you examine yourself, then God doesn't need to. If you judge yourself, God doesn't need to. And the Bible tells us to live an examined life. Who was Aristotle and Socrates, which one of them said, you know, an unexamined life is not worth living. And I believe that with all my heart. That's why I do this radio show, and this radio show stems from 30 years of transformational leadership training that you can read about at likeitmatters.net. Matter of fact, right now I'm in Arkansas. I'm teaching a class of nine people and my staff and me, so there's 11 of us, 48-hour class, totally scripted, that I've been doing for 30 years that changes people's lives because I teach people how they work, and once you know how you work, then you can work better. So what's going on in America? Because I would be able to explain it on my radio show, talk about it, psychology, how we're programmed, how the narrative, how we believe what we tell ourselves over and over and over, how we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day, and the study of epigenetics tells us that we are basically a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. And the ultimate environment is between the stimulus and the response. The ultimate environment is in our heads. Right? Because that to think is to create. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's why God tells us all the time to transform your thinking. To not conform to the patterns of this world. To hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. To focus only on those things that are good and pure. To to, uh, guard your heart. That's our focal center. Because all the issues of life stem from it. That's what God's telling us. Why is God telling us this? Because he's our daddy. He's our creator. He knows how he made us. The psalmist says, I know your frame. He He told us that I knew you before you were. That's what said to Jeremiah. I knew you before you were stitched in your mother's womb, and I stitched you in your mother's womb. And so I teach you how you work, and I always understood how we can individually manipulate somebody. That's the basis of NLP, because we manipulate ourselves all the time. We put ourselves in self-induced trances all the time. We lie to ourselves all the time. We believe lies all the time. We denigrate ourselves all the time. To think is to create. And what do people believe? They don't believe the truth. They believe what they listen to over and over and over. And the louder, the better for belief it goes. And so... I want to tell you what's going on in a group scale, at a corporate level. And Dr. Matthias Desmond identified it. According to Desmond, four conditions conditions must exist for this collective mental intoxication to occur. It is corporate hypnosis, groupthink, it's sheeple. Number one, social isolation. Number two, lack of meaning in life. Number three, presence of free floating anxiety. And number four, presence of discontentedness. And it's fascinating that these four markers were already in place long before COVID. They've been building for decades now. We've been isolating a lot with our iPhones and technology for a long time. Now we're social distancing. We've been social distancing for decades. We're now physically distancing. Lack of meaning in life. The existential crisis. Presence of free-floating anxieties all around us. People are agitated fear anger doubt and then the presence of discontentedness which is basically the three of those all put together equate to discontentedness and so after the break i'm going to break these down dr professor i should say professor matthias desmond identified what's going on and i'm here to share with you mass formation i'll be back
1: discover the tools to build your relationships your vision and your life charlie kirk believes
0: we're seeing the decline of america
1: right now there are hundreds of people that run your country run our military run our government that are kind of like what's the big deal if we lose who cares if it's humiliated? what's important is whether or not we get paid what's important is whether or not my child goes to harvard i mean we do that all the time that's all we've done is lose over the last 30 years and we get promoted while doing it. The Charlie Kirk
0: Podcast, available on salempodcastnetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard.
4: Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store, visit their Spring Lake Park location, or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's Mobile Shoe Service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, I want to educate you. Remember, the battles in the mind, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is our power and our freedom. This is not about feelings. This is not even about opinion. This is about science. And so that's what we do on this radio show. We break it down. You and I don't need to agree this is not a political show. I just want to let you know what's going on. Now, you might be okay with what's going on. You might agree with the group think. Okay, it's fine, we can discuss it. We can talk about it. We can allow in different points of view. It just allows us to solidify why we believe what we believe. I have an incredible study of the Bible, and let me tell you why. In, in, In my training, it's not a religious class, but I share a lot of scriptural support for what I teach and how we work. How did that come about? Because I've been doing this for 30 years. And early on in my training, I would get a lot of people who claimed the name of Christian who would then attack me in class because my class is tough. It's hard. they got to confront fear and doubt. And we are great martial arts experts. We block and we attack. And so when someone was pushed, when someone was made to feel uncomfortable, of course, it couldn't be any of their doing. It's my doing. And so they would want to discredit what I was doing and a lot of people will go to their thing as a Christian. Well, the Bible says we shouldn't do that. The Bible says this. And so in my defense, I had to figure out what does the Bible say? Is what I'm doing wrong? Because I would never want to do anything against God. He's my number one love. And so in the process of wanting to defend myself from people who lied and used God as a reason not to push themselves, not to get outside their comfort zone, not to learn how they work, not to work on themselves, I had to learn basic apologetics. I had to find out what the truth was. And that way, when someone came at me with a lie, I could share the truth. And I had to have the confidence in what I was doing. Because the only way you know what a lie is, is you compare it to the truth. And so I bring in the sciences. I talk all the time about a famous psychologist, Alfred Adler. Dr. Adler said by the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality has already been in place. In other words, people are meaning makers. That's what Logotherapy is about. This is now Dr. Viktor Frankl. See, I bring in the science, the psychology, the biology, the physiology, the leadership part, uh, and I also wrap it in the Word of God. That's why this is complete. That's why the radio show is complete. That's why my training is complete at likeitmatters.net. So let me tell you about Dr. Adler. He was born in vienna austria to hungarian parents alfred adler was the third child and the second son in a family of seven children he was a frail boy developing rickets during his early years before being struck by a near fatal bout of pneumonia at age 5 these serious health conditions coupled with his rivalry with his older brother led to feelings listen led to feelings of inferiority throughout his childhood Adler believed that these early life experiences were the major factors which drove him to become an excellent physician. He went on to attend the University of Vienna Medical School and received a degree in 1895. Adler began his foray into the medical profession in the field of ophthalmology. But he became a world-class psychologist. There's Algerian psychologists. There's entire schools. He was the first one that created a school of psychology, I'm pretty sure. Why do I bring this up? So now we talk about Joseph Goebbels, right? Joseph Goebbels was the propaganda minister for Nazi Germany, for Hitler. So let me just read from, uh, I think I got this from biography.com. Joseph Goebbels, a master orator and propagandist. He is generally accounted responsible for presenting a favorable image of the Nazi regime to the German people. Following Hitler's suicide, Goebbels served as Chancellor of Germany for a single day before he and his wife, Magda Goebbels, poisoned their six children and took their own lives. Now listen carefully. Goebbels was the third of five children of Frederick Goebbels, a pious Roman Catholic factory clerk, and Katerina Maria Odenhausen. His parents provided him with a high school education and also helped support him during the five years of undergraduate studies. He was exempted from military service during World War I because of his club foot presumably a result of having contracted polio as a child, which later enabled his enemies to draw a parallel with the cloven, hoof, and limp of the devil. Listen, this defect played a disastrous role in his life by engendering in Goebbels a strong desire to be compensated for his misfortune. Don't you hear it? Joseph Goebbels had a chip on his shoulder. Joseph Goebbels was a victim. And so that drove him. That drove him to do something different. That drove him in a way that caused him to be a part of what Hitler did and slaughtered 8 to 10 million people. Matter of fact, Dr. Adler developed a theory of personality. But he did not believe in personality types and argued that his theory was tentative. But listen to his personality types. They included getting or leaning types, those types who are willingly and happily take from others without giving anything in return. This personality type is correlated with a low activity level. Then he said the avoiding types, who despise failure and defeat and who are often hesitant to take risks. They tend to have few social relationships. And then the third type, ruling or dominant types who are on a perpetual quest for power and willing to manipulate people in order to get it. This type tends to engage in antisocial behavior. Now, those first three types will tell you why we're in the mess we're in in America, because the majority of people fall in those three types. But Dr. Adler had a fourth type. He said called it the socially useful type, who tend to be outgoing, social, and active. These types strive to improve the world Around them, welcome to the world of Mr. Black. That is who I am. That is why I'm here. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need you to like me. I don't need any of that stuff. I have enough empathy. I've walked in fifteen thousand people's shoes. I've walked in their pain. I understand their pain. There are three types of empathy. Empathy's ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And what we're lacking in America Day, is not a political leader. It's not money. It is God, I would say that, but what we're lacking is understanding, and understanding and empathy go hand in hand. And by the way, according to psychologist and pioneer in the field of emotions, Paul Ekman, he's a PhD, he says there's three distinct types of empathy. Cognitive empathy, also called perspective taking. Cognitive empathy is the ability to understand and predict the feelings and thoughts of others by imagining oneself in their situation. Then there's emotional empathy. Closely related to cognitive empathy, emotional empathy is the ability to actually feel what another person feels or at least feels emotions similar to theirs. In emotional empathy, there is always some level of shared feelings. Emotional empathy can be a trait among persons diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. And then there's compassion empathy. Driven by their deep understanding of the other person's feelings based on shared experiences, compassionately empathic people make actual efforts to help. I walk a mile in people's moccasins. Why am I such a good counselor? Is because I'm able to step into what people are explaining to me. I put it on. I feel their pain. I put myself in their position. We call it perceptual positions in NLP. There's three perceptual positions. First position is self, second position is other, and third position is overview. In those three positions, each one gives us different information. And by going in and out of all three positions, it gives us a full picture of the battlefield. It gives us a full plethora of information that allows me to help the other person. And so we're talking about mass formation and totalitarian thinking. This was Professor Matthias Desmet. The meeting was called the Eye of the Storm Corona Committee. This was on the 30th of July, 2021. This is the transcript from the interview. And what Dr. Desmond wanted to know was asked by Reiner Fulmick. He wanted to know if the media is responsible for what's going on in America. And he said this, The media play a major part in mass formation and the totalitarian thinking. That's true. Of course, there's more than media alone. And there needs to be very specific conditions before mass formation and totalitarian thinking emerges in a society. These conditions are as important as the media itself, but that doesn't take away. Without mass media, you cannot create a mass formation or crowd formation at a scale as we experience it now, and as a scale as it has been experienced shortly after, I'm sorry, shortly before the Second World War and when Nazi Germany took over. Think about that. That's where we're at now. And it says you need mass media to create a mass phenomenon on that scale. And that's what's going on. I mean, I was just kicked off of Facebook. I was banned for 30 days. You know why? Because I forwarded a picture. Someone sent me a picture on Facebook. It showed uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and George Floyd. And it says, we need more Kyles and less Georges. And I forwarded that. I did a post with that. And I put, this is what I said, things that make me go, hmm. And because of that, I was banned for 30 days. Remember, you're not allowed allowed to talk about any uh, bad things that happened from getting the COVID-19 vaccination. You're not allowed to share anything about ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. When did America uh, become the king of censorship? When did America lose its freedom of speech? But this is what's going on with mass formation. So Professor Desmond said this, I'm a professor of clinical psychology, right? Clinical psychology at Genton University. I also have a master's degree in statistics. But in this crisis, corona crisis, I've been taking the perspective more of psychological. Indeed, in the beginning of the crisis, I had been studying the statistics and the numbers. And actually, I noticed that they weren't even close. They were blatantly wrong. And at the same time, people continued to believe in those numbers and to go along with the mainstream narrative. That was why I started to study it rather from the perspective of mass psychology. Because I knew that mass formation has a huge, huge impact on individuals' intelligence and cognitive functioning. I had the feeling that this was the only thing that could explain why highly intelligent people started to believe the narrative and the numbers that were, in most respects, utterly absurd. That's what we're talking about. And today, on Like It Matters Radio, I'm pulling back the curtain, just like the Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I'm telling you, pay attention to the people behind the curtain. I'm Black, we'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
0: Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
2: Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group.
0: Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests and more, all from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Our one goal here is to help you live your life like it matters. Because when you live your life like it matters, it does. And your life does matter. You're special. You're rare. Only you have your fingerprints, your DNA. I could list off about 30 things that are unique about each individual And as unique as we are, we all share 99.9% of our DNA. So we have something like 3 billion pairs of genetic pairs. Uh, One-tenth of 1% would still be 30 million. So in those 30 million unique (laughs) genetic pairs uh, is all the difference you see in society. But even though we are different and we are unique, we are far more similar than we are different. And that's why I do this radio show, because can't we all just get along? So today we're talking about mass formation. Some might call it corporate brainwashing. And by corporate, I mean the masses, large groups. And we're focusing on a psychologist by the name of Matthias Desmond. He's, of course, from Europe. He's from Belgium. And, of course, as you can figure out, most social media ban him because he's not going along with the narrative. He's telling us psychologically what's going on. And so from the eye of the storm... Corona committee meeting 30 July 21. He was being interviewed uh, by a gentleman by the name of Reiner Fuelmick. And here was this question So, uh, Dr. Desmond, what is your view? What is it that apart from the mainstream media, what is it that's caused this, well, illusion for so many people? Talking about the whole fear factor, the whole uh, coronavirus fear, it's a real virus. And there are people that if you've studied AIDS, remember when the AIDS virus, that people would die from a cold. Elderly people can can break a bone and then wind up, that broken bone winds up killing them, not directly, but indirectly, because their immune system's weakened. With AIDS, your immune system, autoimmune deficiency syndrome, your immunity system is compromised. And then something that your body would normally fight because you have an immune system to fight it now kills you. And so... It's just crazy what's going on. It's illogical. This coronavirus has the same uh, death rate, basically, as a typical bad flu season. And yet we don't shut down schools for three years. We don't crash the economy uh, every flu season. It doesn't make sense. And now they're putting a jab in us that is not a vaccine, that it only has about a six-month efficacy and it wears off, that you have to get all these boosters, that modifies your RNA, that has something called luciferase that is a glowing mechanism, that with a proper technology you can be scanned like a barcode, like when you go to a grocery store and check yourself out at Walmart, and you scan the code, it tells what the product is, where it came from, and what the cost is. But yet people do that. If you don't want to do that, you're evil. You're hateful. You're anti-vaxxer. No, I've got tons of vaccines. I'm not anti vax at all. Uh, I'm anti-experimental drugs being pushed off as a vaccine. And so w- the response to Reiner Fulmick's question was this from Professor Desmond. He said, yes, we need four things. Four things need to exist or need to be in place if you want large-scale mass phenomenon to emerge. In other words, if you want to technically hypnotize a society, a mass groups of people, you need four things. The first thing is that there needs to be a lot of socially isolated people. People who experience a lack of social bonds. Makes sense? We've been socially distancing, let's be honest, for decades. And then coronavirus, we started physically uh, uh, distancing. But we see this all the time. I've talked about it for years. You go to a restaurant and you see two a husband and wife sitting at a table not talking. They're on their phones or on their iPads. Kids live on their iPads. Socially distancing. That we share surface stuff called Facebook. And we don't really share with people in real life because we're too busy being on the surface with people on Facebook. And so socially isolated people. The second one is that needs to be a lot of people who experience a lack of sense-making life, existential crisis. It's logotherapy. Logotherapy is a term derived from logos, a Greek word that translates as meaning and therapy, which is defined as a treatment for a condition, right? Logotherapy is a pursuit of meaning for one's life. Logotherapy is based on the premise that the human person is motivated by will to meaning, and inner pull to find a meaning in life. That's what you got to get. And that's we've been an existential crisis for a while. Why we kick God out of the world. We kick God out of government. We kick God out of the school. We put, kick the Bible out of the school. We put, kick prayer out of public buildings. And we found a new freedom. Because we, uh, we don't have the right to worship who we want to worship, but we do have the right to have abortions. So we replace the right to worship our God, and we replace the right to uh, end a pregnancy that we didn't want to have because we were out having fun last night. So the second one that's needed there needs to be a lot of people who experience a lack of meaning in their life. Third and fourth conditions are that there needs to be a lot of free-floating anxiety and a lot of free-floating psychological discontent. So, you get it? Meaning anxiety and discontent that is not connected to specific representation. So, it needs to be in the mind without the people being able to connect it to something. If you have these four things, Dr. Desmond said, lack of social bond, lack of sense-making of purpose for your life, free-floating anxiety, and free-floating psychological discontent, then society is highly at risk for the emergence of mass phenomena. It's incredible. And these four conditions existed shortly before the corona crisis. There was an academic of burnout. Over 40 to 70% of the people experienced their jobs as completely senseless. This was in the book called BS Jobs. Of course, spell out BS, and I'm not talking about belief system. BS Jobs by Professor of Harvard David Graeber. Right Then if you look at the use of psychopharmaceuticals, he says it was huge. This shows how much discontent there was in our society. For instance, in Belgium, every year, 11 million people use over 300 million doses of antidepressants alone. Over 300 million doses. That's huge. So you see that these four conditions really existed for a while. And ladies and gentlemen, look at the, the states legalizing marijuana. I think it was Washington, or Oregon legalized the psychedelic mushrooms. You know, look at what's happened during the lockdown. Look at the mental health crisis that's been increasing. Look at the agitation. Look at for four years. This is what I said before. I think Trump is done. There's no way he could run. I think Trump got a bad deal. And now we learned that he was lied about it. And I know some of you have been programmed to hate Donald Trump. See this is the problem. A lot of people found their meaning now in these left wing riots, in this woke stuff. This is where they're finding their meaning, all these people who have been racist. See, I don't see people as racist. I don't have racist people around me. And so I don't have racist people around me. I'm not racist. So why would I think everybody else is racist? But I learned this a long time ago. Someone who's cheating on their spouse thinks other people are cheating on them. Someone who steals from other people thinks other people are stealing from them. You don't get it's called projection. We see it all the time. That one party is doing something, and they accuse the other party of doing exactly what they're doing. It's called projection. We see it in fights all the time. You see someone who's guilty. They'll blame the other person for doing what they're doing, but nobody knows that that person's doing it. But yet they're focused on it, and so they think everybody else is doing it to them. This is the problem. I saw this. Uh, I mean, look at this Kyle Rittenhouse thing. This is the perfect example. Everybody involved in the Kyle Rittenhouse case is white, non-black, non-brown. Kyle is a white. The two people killed was white. The person who was going to shoot him, who shot him in the arm is white. And yet we see all these liberal progressive white people outside the court. I saw them. I'm going to be here till day, whether if Kyle is let go, I'm gonna, I'm going to riot. Uh, if he's found guilty, I'm going to riot because we've got the systemic racism that black people have been put down and treated like dirt by white people. And guess who this woman is? Some white liberal. And guess what? She's around pe- white people who are racist. She's probably racist. And so she assumes everybody else is racist. I'm not racist. I have never treated anybody poorly because of the color of skin. Oh, I've treated people poorly. I'm disappointed in how i treated some people. But never, ever. Ever, because of what skin color that they happen to be born with. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we need to know what's going on so we can stop it. It's silly. For four years, uh, we were told that Donald Trump is a Russian spy. For four years, we were told that he was illegitimate president. For four years, we were told to this day, um, Hillary Clinton still says uh, that the election was stolen. That she didn't lose it, that the Russians got him elected, right? The Russians were afraid of him, so was China. Why do you think they had to get him out of there? But for four years, uh, you were told that he was the enemy. And so people had a purpose, don't you see? They found their purpose uh, in getting rid of this tyrant, found their purpose in getting rid of this authoritarian man. I mean, people complain about him lying, people complain about being authoritarian, people complain, and yet no one has a problem with Biden lying. No one has a problem with Biden being authoritative. Biden has uh, bypassed the courts many times, and I don't care what the court says. We're going to do this. And yet for how long do we hear that Trump thinks he's above the law? Well, so does Biden. So ladies and gentlemen, this is what's going on. You and I don't need to think alike. I just want to help you think. That's it. And then let's have a discussion about it. And so you got to realize, though, there is something going on. It's called mass formation. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
1: Your home may be making you sick. This is Sheila Hittner from Our Healthy Homes. In 23 years of selling real estate, I've seen a lot of sick homes filled with toxic chemicals on the floor, the countertops, and, yes, in the air. Tune in to Our Healthy Homes Saturdays at 10 a.m. We'll help you replace the poisons with natural-safe products that work wonderfully and are less expensive.
0: Our Healthy Homes with Keith and Sheila Hittner, Saturday mornings at 10, here on Freedom 1570.